Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. Back here on the Roto Experts, Scott Engel and George Kurtz talking NFL draft, getting you ready for the fantasy week. George, uh, how you doing in your league so far? Uh, I'd have to look at most of these things. Uh, I think uh, Do you even check not the bad, standings huh? much throughout April? I don't. No, no. Maybe once a week, Scott. I mean, maybe once a week. So I, I have, I'm going through my head now to see where I am. I think most of the leagues, um, I'm not in the bottom. I'm not up at the tippy top in uh, all that. I, mean, I'm, I think fifth is about, if I was going to do an average, I think it's mainly fifth I seem to be in a lot of leagues. So I got some work to do. All right. Well, it's early. I don't think you could. I don't think any uh, fantasy owner can panic about what's going on so far. God, I hope not. It is early. I mean, I, I know there's this. My brother's one of those crazy people. He looks at his standings constantly throughout the day. I mean, I was like, you know, hey, Dan, you got you to give yourself a, an ulcer, you know, a heart attack. Relax. It's baseball. I understand football. Yeah, I look at the scores. I don't even look at football that much. But uh, baseball, it's a long season. You can relax. We're not even in a head-to-head league. What are you worried about? But uh, he, he's, uh, I think people like that are a little nuts. Yes. All right. So let's uh, let's continue to check out some waiver pickups here and go to rotoexperts.com for the latest in our Fantasy Baseball Weekly Planner, which now includes uh, waivers. What about Tyler Molly of the uh, of the Cincinnati Reds? This guy has been a little bit up and down, uh, but his last start was kind of strong. Uh, you know, no, another guy here on a team that probably not going to win in a lot of games and uh, went undrafted. In a lot of leagues, and is still available in a lot of leagues. He's only available in 32% of uh, CBSSports.com leagues. And we use CBS a lot because they tend to be uh, some most of the competitive. So far, 1-3 with a 5.00 ERA and a 141 whip. But yesterday against Atlanta, six innings pitched, three hits, and 11 strikeouts. And he's only allowed five runs in his last two starts. There is some upside there. 23 years old, so there is some upside there. But, I mean, it's the ballpark. Team is bad. Team's really bad. All right, so forget the W's. Uh, ballpark, there's going to be time where he, you know, the RA and Whip are not going to be friendly. I do like some of the upside here. He's the kind of guy, uh, Scott, I might put a buck or two on, but just to put on my on my, reserve, on my bench. Uh, he's not somebody I want to automatically plug in. But put on my bench to see if this continues. You know, and maybe I've got something for the rest of the season here. That I kind of uh, I'm interested in, but not someone I'm going to, you know, pick and plug. Now, right now, the ERA is five, like we said. 
and the FIP is 537, but the XFIP's only 350, and the K rate is 10.33, and the strand rate is 82.2. And you know, some of those numbers point to the fact that you know the guy, the kid may turn it around a little bit. You know, so far the age full home run to fly ball rate is 26.9, and obviously that's not sustainable. No, no, it's not, especially in that ballpark. Like I said, I I think there is room for improvement here. You know, if he was on a better team, I'd, I'd even be more interested. But I think I'm almost automatically taking wins away. You know, and they're they're a poor team. They they other than Joey Votto, there's not much to like there. So I said I'm gonna have a tough time putting him in my lineup there. Uh, two start week, I probably do put him in my lineup. Unless one, unless one of those in Colorado or something silly like that. Uh, that's a player I'd be interested. I think, like I said, I think there is upside there. So that's why I'm interested because I like the upside. Uh, he's only 23, so I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. He may only get better, you know, as he figures out how to pitch in the, in the majors. So I'm interested here, but like I said, not starting right away. Okay, moving on uh, as we continue to hit tell you hit the waiver wire here in fantasy baseball. Uh, Alex Vertigo, 17% owned and getting a chance to play some left field right now for the Dodgers with an injury, a foot injury to Yasiel Puig. I mean, listen, we like the, we like the prospect. Problem is what happens when everybody's healthy. You know, it's an outfielder, which even more interests me because generally you need uh, – you need outfielders, right? We, we start five of them, you know, utilities. There's not enough to go around here. So he's certainly a uh, sort of a short-term pickup. But like I said, what's going to happen when everyone's healthy? You know, and, and that's the issue. I don't think his playing time is going to be there long-term. So I like him short-term, sure. Long-term, no. You know, does he get sent back down? Uh, what if he's not hitting? He's hitting right now. He's about 667. You know, he's three for four. So good, good for him. Uh, two for three, actually. Uh, so I, I like what I've seen from him. I think he's going to be a good player, but this year I don't think he's going to help you an awful lot. 844-843-6879. It's 844-843-6879. you got a football question. you got a baseball question. Hey, you even got a NASCAR question for today at Talladega. We'll answer it. Uh, at least I will. Let's talk about some two-turn pitchers and recommended two-turn streamers right now. You can check out on rotoexperts.com, the new fantasy baseball weekly planner from Brandon C. Williams. And we've got some superstars with two turns this week. Corey Kluber against Texas and the Yankees. I mean, listen, you know, it doesn't matter who Kluber's going up against. You're, you're starting him. Yeah. But he also gets to uh, – it's not like he's facing aces himself. He's going up against Mike Minor and Jordan Montgomery. So uh, we're going to love Corey Kluber. Uh, and I'm sure Yankee fans are going to be pointing out, oh, yeah, we beat him up in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he was hurt. Good luck on uh, next Sunday. Uh, Max Scherzer against Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. You have to like that. Justin Verlander continues to get it done, and he's got the Yankees and at Arizona. Yeah, once again, Verlander uh, killed the Yankees in the playoffs last year. The Yankees couldn't touch him. Uh, I don't think that's going to change much on Tuesday. All right. Uh, Clayton Kershaw has had some bad luck so far, but he's at Arizona and San Diego. Zach Greinke against the Dodgers in Houston. Don't love it. You know, uh, is Greinke has been him, up of and... course. No, you can't. That's, that's the problem. You're still... uh, he's been up and down so far this year. Still, listen, I have faith. But uh, I during drill season, Scott, I tried to stay away from him. They only got him in one league, and that was a league where just all the players, went, all the pitchers went right in front of me that I wanted ahead of him. So uh, I have some faith, but uh, I no longer consider him an ace or anything like that. He's, I think he's a good SP2. Jake Arrieta against Miami and Washington, 
Arietta's been really good so far. Obviously, you're not going to bench him, but two ends of the spectrum against Miami and Washington. You had me at Miami. Even Washington's not playing very well, but unfortunately, that second starts against Max Scherzer. Yes. Uh, Charlie Morton uh, should bounce back from an off start. He faces the Yankees and Sonny Gray and also at Arizona. So the morton Granky uh, matchup later in the week should be very compelling. Sure, it's in Arizona too. Uh, I said I love Charlie Morton. I've got him in I think in every league, just about every league I'm in. Big Morton guy, big believer here. Uh, automatic for me uh, on two star weeks, uh, even on one star weeks. Uh, I think he'll do just fine. Did have the one bad start, so I understand maybe we are saying, oh Morton going back to what it used to be. I don't think so. He'll be fine. Trevor Bauer has been great so far, but he's got Texas and the Yankees this week. Yeah, not the greatest of starts. Oh, Texas, I don't think is as bad as it wants to be, but I think Bauer's another guy. He's an automatic. I think he's finally turned that corner of being a true, uh, I don't want to say ace, but a true fantasy start we, game in, game out, where you're not worried about him. And uh, Mike Clevenger, who's been a little bit up and down, but mostly up, has both of the same matchups. Yeah, what you said. I mean, he did have the bad start. He had the, the shutout and the bad start. So you got the good and you got the bad, but he's mainly been up. He's in. All right, John Lester, who's been a little bit better than he was last year, but uh, that doesn't take too much, will face Colorado at home and go to St. Louis. I don't trust John Lester at all. You know, I, I don't. I don't own him in any league. Me neither. Uh, I just I didn't like him coming in. I didn't like what I saw last year. I think this guy was getting older, so he's got, it's going to be more of a problem. If it was in Colorado, Scott, I wouldn't be starting him. Even with a two-start week. But it's not in Colorado, so I am starting him. Colorado's also beat up. LeMayhew is out of the lineup today. Could go on with DL. So that takes away some firepower there. Uh, like I said, two-start week. So I don't think there's really much debate here. If you have him, you're, of course, you're putting him in your lineup. But I don't love it as much as I should. You saw the Cubs, if, if you're a Cubs fan, win a few years ago. Do you feel like if you're a Cubs fan that you can die now or you have to see another? It, 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 that's sort of the uh, I, I, I kind of like this question because it comes down to me. We always get uh, you know uh, when a team signs a, someone to a big oh just take the Cubs. Is Hayward's contract worth it now because they won a World Series? Uh, same situation. So yes, I think the answer is yes for Cubs. Absolutely. So I don't not that I want any Cub fan to die. Uh, at least nothing I can think of will fan. Uh, I do think that yes, you can rest in peace now. The Cubs have won, and I do think the Hayward contract, as much as you hate it, it's an albatross, but. You won a World Series, something you hadn't done in 100 years. So I don't think you'd be complaining about that either. Well, I can ask you as a Dallas Cowboy fan, you haven't seen them win in 22 years. Can you die now, or do you need to see another before you go? You know, when Dallas won in 92, because I was, what, 23? And they hadn't won since yeah. the uh, 77. That was about the same time that we're going through here. Uh, actually, a little less now that I think about it. But I, you know, when D Dallas won that Super Bowl because of my age and not really being able to jo enjoy when Dallas won the Super Bowl before that, it was a thrilling moment. Same thing when the Yankees started to win again in the uh, in the nineties because they hadn't won since the seventies. You know, so it's just thrilling to see them win again. Um, Dallas, you know, I'm, I'm a different kind of fan. Yes, I'm a, I'm a Cowboy fan, but I have a tough time really dying for this team because of the ownership and how I think it's run. You know, it's not run well. So it's the same thing with the Islanders. How how, when you're run so poorly and you sort of think the fans are going to eat whatever you're, you know, eat whatever you're feeding them, I get angry about that. You know, that they all think we're dumb idiots who are going to root for you blindly. I don't do that. Yeah, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan. I will, I'll always be a Cowboy fan. But I hate Corey how the will root for that blindly. Run. 
I won't. See, I, I get, I get. That's why I have no problem criticizing Dallas for what they've done. Although I've crushed the Islanders for what they've done. You know, I, I just think when they run that badly, you know. So no, I'm not dying for Dallas. That's the bottom line here. Yeah, I would say with the Seahawks, it pained me so much when they lost to the Steelers, but then it got washed away when they when they destroyed Denver. But then the way they lost against New England, I need to see one more. And the Mets have just been too long. I need to see one more. Basic question: What was the? Uh, okay, you're. I know uh, not basketball. So I'm not a basketball guy. I'm a Knicks fan. You're a Met guy. I yeah. guess I, I could throw a Knicks in there too. That's not fair to say you can't. What's the hardest loss you've ever had? As a Met fan or a Knicks fan? Uh, and, and, or as a Seahawks Knicks, fan. Seahawks. All three. What's the hard? I mean, the one that really, really hurt me could have been when you were a kid, when you were an adult, whatever. The one that really, really hurt. Hmm. A lot of Mets. You fans don't have one right off the lo- bat, huh? Losing to the Yankees in the World Series, but I felt like no, because uh, I would have to say that I didn't expect that team to beat the Yankees, and I thought it was right. really a season to remember because I think the team went a lot farther than it should have. I would have to say, as a Met fan, there's like one moment that stands out, like. What Shea Stadium, 1987, when Terry Pendleton had a crushing home run. I thought the Mets were about to take over the division. In 1988, when Mike Sosa hit that home run uh, in the playoffs and the Dodgers went on to stun the Mets. I would say those are two of them. With the Seahawks, it really sticks in my craw about the Patriots game right now because I felt like they really could have won that. Well, they, they should have won that. Not could have. They should yeah. have won that game. See, for, for me, I, I, would, I, think... I, can't, I can't say should have because they did go ahead and make the wrong call, and you have to give Malcolm Butler credit for making the play. You can't say should have. I have to say they could have. They would have made the right call, but they didn't. They, you make the right call, you win that game. Uh, for me, I think it's fairly obvious. The uh, the catch for the, the Cowboys was, uh, I mean, I was 12. Which but one? The only... There's two of them now. There's only one to catch, Scott. No, now this is for those who didn't there's, grow up in that generation. What about the dead catch? catch. The catch that never there's the catch, catch and the non-catch. The catch. But yeah, but we we discussed that. You know, I don't actually. I don't yeah. know. I shouldn't say we. Discussed, I think we discussed that. I don't think Dallas. And you know, I wrote that column for Roto Experts uh, for Sports Grid actually, what two weeks ago, and yeah. that's a true column, by the way. That's not something I'm just making up. I don't think Dallas would have won that game anyway, as I pointed out. Actually, you pointed it out to me. Uh, when we when we were discussing this, I didn't even know there were four minutes remaining. I thought it was closer to two minutes remaining in the game, and that Aaron yeah. Rodgers would have no problem leading him down. Then you look it up. Oh my God, it was four oh six remaining. Aaron Rodgers certainly would have gone down the field and uh, uh, let Green Bay. The only question would have been would he have gone down the field too fast and given uh, the uh, the Cowboys time to win. So, uh, but that that game doesn't bother me. The game, the, the two football games were definitely the catch with Dwight Clark in eighty one, uh, and the other one would have been when they lost to the Giants in the divisional in 2007 because I thought they were the better team and Patrick Crawford made a couple of mistakes and uh, that game will always stick in my head for another reason too with my daughter that was really more cute than anything else. For the Yankees, I don't really remember any big Yankee loss. They lost in 81 as well. Bad year for me. Uh, Islanders won. But, uh, what about 2004 the- against the Red Sox? Uh, well, once again, that's more anger. Up, up 3-0. I, uh, it's... There's not one game, though. There. Game 7, they never had a chance. They got blown out. Game 7 so against the Diamondbacks, Luis Gonzalez. All right. There's one. 
Okay, if I'm going to pick one, that's true. Scott Brosius throws that yeah. ball to first base. That may not have happened. They would have got the double play, but he didn't. You know, uh, and Louis Gonzalez got the hit with the infield in. So, uh, yeah, that might be one. I, I, might, I might give you that. And the Islanders have sucked for so long. Uh, the last, last time they had a hard loss would be the late 80s, and that was after they won four cups in a row. So I don't think they're quite in this conversation. Football generally to me is harder. Because, you know, one game, finality, you're done. That, those yeah. are losses that hurt. Uh, but baseball, even last year, uh, I know the Yankees losing last year to Houston didn't hurt. But when I thought they might win, go to the World Series, I started to get nostalgia. Oh, they're going to play the Dodgers in the World Series, you know, from the 70s and early 80s, and they played three times in five years. You know, my, my father was a baseball fan. So that one probably was more somewhat emotional when I thought they might play, but it didn't bother me when they lost because that eh, was going to be a tough game against Verlander. I would have to say I'm going to – when we come back, I want you to think about this, and we'll get back to waivers, and I know you always throw me off with waivers. Uh, I mean with two-turn pitchers because you hate it. But I want you to think <laughs> of your most painful – Doing it on purpose today. Your most painful fantasy loss ever. Uh, painful fantasy loss. I'll give you the break to think about it, but I have one that immediately comes to mind. For me or you? Yes, I do. So we'll talk about that next, and uh, I'll try to keep keep uh, George on track. We'll talk about most painful fantasy losses next and some more two-turn pitchers. That's all here to come on the Roto Experts on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And check us out at rotoexperts.com for everything you need for football and baseball. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Back here on the Roto Experts on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scott England, George Kurtz. Why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half of the rake on Fantasy Draft featuring half the rake GPPs and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game. Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 or 7 PGA scoring, dropping their lowest golfer score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. So we talked about when the Seahawks lost to Super Bowl 49 and they could have won the game. I did the same thing three years before Pete Carroll. I did not give the ball to beast mode. And I paid for it, George. 2011, when we were on our old platform, uh, I was playing the Miz in a celebrity draft in the finals, and it was week 16. The 49ers had not given up a rushing touchdown all year, so I decided to bench Marshawn Lynch for Willis McGahee, who was playing against his former team, the Bills, and had been playing well. McGahee hurt his knee, went out in the first quarter. A touchdown run he had got called back. Lynch scored against the 49ers, and I lost the game by eight. Yeah, that's – I'm trying – you know, the whole break, I'm trying to think of my worst one. 
And uh, what, you, uh, what you described is what I was trying to look for. Did I ever make a decision I regret? And no, nothing's really coming to mind here. I know I've told you a story before of uh, I blame Jorge Posada for not winning a league once because uh, it wasn't for, obviously it's baseball, it was a uh, uh, points league because I traded for him at the deadline. He only had two home runs in the second half. And I lost by, I think, you know, whatever I lost by was equal to one home run. So if he would have one more home run, I'd have won. Uh, you mentioned the, the old platform. I've lost uh, in a dynasty league there that I'm still in uh, the past two years in the finals. But both losses were blowouts. Nothing I could have done. I got girlied last year. You know, what, what am I going to do? He went bananas uh, during the championship game. So uh, I don't remember any. I, it seems like when I lose, Scott, I lose big. You know, so it's not yeah. even close to fun. I don't remember too many finals, which I don't, I don't mind, by the way. I actually prefer that. If I'm going to lose, crush me. This way I don't have to do what you're doing. Oh, if I just would have done this. You know, because we all go through that. You know, we play the what-if game. And uh, I'm like that in fantasy. I'm like that in the teams I root for. I'd much rather the Yankees lose by 10 than lose by 1. Because then you start playing that game. So, fantasy-wise, I don't remember any crushing losses. That doesn't mean I haven't had any. I'm sure I have. You know, we play just haven't stuck with have. you. On the old platform, yeah, I, I, too, I was I in the, the expert else. basketball league in 2012. And me and Andre Snellings of Roto-Wire ended up tied. If Kobe Bryant could have got out on the floor and not got hurt to hit one more basket, I would have won that league. And I know this year. What, what a, happened was is a, we, we decided to play one night on DraftKings to decide, and I lost. And this year, uh, in the uh, brand new on, uh, brand new hockey league uh, through our league with Chris Meany, uh, Chris uh, Young, the, the wrestler, I lost to uh, Eric wrestler. Young. That, Eric Young. Uh, Chris Young, just one of the highlights for him. Baseball uh, player. Last night, yeah, the Yankee Chapman struck him out. Uh, I, lo- I lost Eric Young. Uh, in the, uh, and how I lost is well, why I bring it up. Uh, because we were, we were pretty close in this category, 12 categories. I think we were 5-5 going into uh, with two games left on a Sunday night. And the only way he could beat me was if he got a shutout and... A goalie had to, to not, well, probably had to not play. He got the shutout from Marc Andre Fleury, so that hurt me. But there was a chance I could tie because of Corey Schneider played, and he was, it was a back to back situation. Which in hockey, the backup almost always plays. And Schneider at that point was the backup, so I expected him to play. And if he gave up more than three goals, I was going to win uh, a goals against category. And we'd be tied, and I would win because I won a tiebreaker. And of course, the Devils out of nowhere decide, hey, let's play with starter back-to-back games. This is never done, or rarely done in hockey. The Devils did it, and I got screwed. And sure enough, Kincaid gave up like five goals. Where I, I, I probably won. Get screwed by the Devils. Uh, it's better than getting screwed by the Rangers. Yeah, listen, the Islanders get, Islanders get screwed by themselves. You know, fire golf snow already. It's a joke. Did you see them win any of the Stanley Cups? Sure. I mean, it, okay. hockey was different back die. then. It was tougher to you watch. Could die. All right, back to oh, two-turn pitchers. It's been 35 years. I can't die. Okay, Tanner Roark against uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Yes. I'm a Roark believer. I'm starting. I know Washington's not playing that well, but there's no way I'm not starting. I mean, I may not love either matchup, but I don't hate either one either. Tanner Roark is absolutely – he's in my life, but he's a single start. Jake Junis has started to come back to earth. He's at Boston and versus Detroit. I know Boston's not playing very well right now, but that's still in Fenway against Chris Sale. All right, I like the Detroit start, so it's one good, one bad. Really comes down to how much do I need that second start. Uh, right really now, comes down I lean... to do you think he'll get hammered against Boston? Can he remain competitive and pitch six innings, give up three runs? No. That's a quality start. I don't think he can do that. So uh, I'm leaning no here. 
Uh, yeah, I'm leaning no. Betts, I know he's got the hammer. We don't know what's going on with him. Bogarts is out of the lineup today for Boston, by the way, but he'll be back on uh, Tuesday. I'm leaning no unless I really, really, really have to have that second start. Jamison Dyant is uh, at Washington and at Milwaukee, and uh, Brandon C. Williams of Roto Experts likes him as a two-turn pitcher. He thinks he could rebound this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I, once again, he's on my roster. He has to go. He, he was hot in the beginning, cold of late. Still goes for me, but uh, I mean, it, it is an automatic, but not a happy automatic. Eduardo Rodriguez has stayed healthy, and he's lived up to the building. Billy, and he's got Kansas City and Texas this week, so I think you have to roll him out there. Aaron Sanchez at Minnesota and at Tampa Bay. you got to like those matchups. Felix Hernandez versus Oakland and the Angels. I just bought him in a uh, in a league. Uh, I won him on uh, Thursday night. This is a league that's strange, it, you know, and it's an industry league. If for some reason, it runs fab on Thursday, not Sunday. I think uh, I think that once again they wanted. To, I think Derek Van Riper is the uh, commissioner of that league, and he just wanted to do something different. I don't think he wanted all of his leagues to run on the same day, so we we run it on uh, Thursday. Fine, uh, but I just bought him. I think I bought him for thirteen dollars, hundred dollars, because I I needed uh, some starting pitching. I don't truly believe in him, Scott. I am worried here, but I'm starting him this week. Uh, it's not the greatest matchup because it is uh, in both games in Seattle, so good there. Oakland can hit. The Angels can hit. There are some issues here, but, uh, yeah, Felix Hernandez is going to uh, have to start for me here. Yvonne Nova at Washington and at Milwaukee. Uh, tough lineup, tough park. Yeah, uh, let's go. we'll say this over and over again. Washington's not playing all that well. So uh, it'll, it'll, they'll I, break out at some point. Yeah, they will. Hopefully, it's not against Nova. Uh, it comes down to this: if if I'm not starting this week, why is he on my roster? I mean, he's a solid pitcher, uh, not great by any means. Not someone I'm expecting to win me really anything. But uh, somebody he goes won me that six starting slot, seven starting slot. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what he is. Uh, he's almost a, a guy who you hope would just doesn't hurt you. You know, don't crush my whip. I don't understand you're not going to have two great starts. I don't expect you to really help me and pitch, you know, two seven innings, two runs. But just don't crush me. Just keep things as they are. Cole Hamels. He's pitched pretty well. But he's got Cleveland and Boston this week. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> At Cleveland, it's home. It's even in home in Texas. It's not like that's all that great. Uh, it's it's hard not to say, to say no to a two-star Cole Hamels. Man, it's difficult. What else do you have on your roster? That's really what it comes down to. You know, uh, but you lean no. It sounds like I lean no. Yeah, it's easy for me to say that, depending on what else you have. But I do. I, it's really not against Hamilton. It's who he's playing, and I do not like these two starts. Jordan Montgomery has pitched well, well overall for the Yankees, but this week he's got Houston and Cleveland. No. Now, uh, Montgomery puts too many guys on base uh, with the walk. I uh, don't like the two stars at Houston. It's at Verlander. He Verlander shut down the Yankees twice last year in Houston. I think they'll hit him. Uh, and, he's, and, he's going to go, oh, and he's going up against Corey Kluber. You couldn't ask for two worse matchups. I'll sit Montgomery. Drew Pomerantz has two starts this week. One is versus Kansas City. The other is at Texas. He's against Danny Duffy and Doug Fister. So maybe you could take the crack here. It's the Duffy start we like. Duffy hasn't pitched very well. It's against KC, so he should be okay. Even Texas is not the uh, not the offense they used to be. They're not bad, but they're not the uh, heavy hitting offense. I haven't liked what I've seen from Pomeran Scott. I don't think this is an automatic for me. If it was a one start, it'd be no. Two start is what makes it possible. It really comes down to what else you have there. I'm fifty fifty on him. I if he's only throwing the ball eighty six miles an hour, he's gonna get hit. 
When's that arm strength coming up where he can throw the ball 90-91? So I'm still, I think this is still spring training for him. You know, he missed a uh, big part of it. I think he's still working out some things here. Because other who else you want, I'm actually worried here. I'm probably leaning more toward, I would start Hamels over him. Sonny Gray has not pitched well, and he's at Houston and home against Cleveland. I think you got to bench him. Yeah, you do. No no, no chance yeah. you can pitch Sonny Gray until he shows yeah. you something. I like Sean Newcomb uh, at the Mets in versus San Francisco. Same here. He, he's a start. I don't love the Mets start, but I love the San Fran start, even though they're hitting a little bit better than I expected. Certainly beating up on the Dodgers. Uh, one, two out of, of the last three there. Uh, but, yes, Newcomb's in my lineup. Yeah, the Mets often get handcuffed by pictures. They haven't seen a lot, especially young ones, so I do. And he's opposing Steven Matz, who has been really erratic. Marcus Stroman has had Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Those are two good matchups, but he's not looking good. And I have reason to believe this guy is pitching hurt. Uh, he's another guy. I might agree with you about the hurt. By might, I think I do agree with you. He's another guy who I think this is still spring training. I have a league in my home league. Uh, it's either Stroman or Pomeranz. Both two starts. I have a whole bunch of two starts this week. So my last start is either Stroman or Pomeranz that I'm wrestling with this, Scott. It's points league, so wins are really important here. I would go so with I get Pomeranz. Stro- yeah, right now that's where I'm going as well. It's Boston. Right? Yeah, especially you hope they, they at least out slug. Better, better team, Boston. No, I agree. And the other thing, yeah. so I already have, also have Sanchez in that league, so I don't want to double up on Toronto. But that's how bad we've I've come down on Stroman that I can't even start him in a two-start week against, as you said, th- th- we love the Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay's won, like, what, eight games in a row now, which is incredible. And as I think it was Jason Collette pointed out, haven't gained a game with the Yankees. And uh, Phil Hughes, I mean, I like the starts, but I can't go strong in this week. I can't go – he's a guy I'm not starting at all until I see a good start. I think you got to like Jacob Ferry against uh, Detroit and Toronto. Absolutely, he's a must. Yeah, Steven Matz has been erratic. He's got Atlanta and versus Colorado, but one more bad start, and he could be plucked out of the rotation. Yeah, but who's being put in? Vargas was horrendous last night, and that was Seth easy to Lugo. see coming. Yeah, uh, we're hearing that name a lot. Even Gaselman, uh, he should be yeah. giving a shot, too. Mets yeah. have some depth there. Uh, certainly not going to be Matt Harvey for those hoping it's him. No. Uh, Marco Estrada against Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Once again, a guy I don't expect big things from, but if he's on your roster, you have to start him this week. I mean, you're not going to get you're not going to get two better starts than this, right? So if he's on your roster, you're starting. If not, you should probably be moving on and finding somebody else. Rich Hill at Arizona and at San Diego. If it was a one start week, it'd be no Scott. I don't like starting guys coming off the DL. Even though it's not a long DL stick yeah. here, but the San Diego start makes four it to four and a third innings, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the San Diego makes an automatic. I have to. San Diego scored 12 runs last night. Vargas, softball pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Vargas is bad as he looked last night. And Will Myers may be out, right? Will Myers got hurt in that game. Yes. Lance Lynn is off to a terrible start. Not a guy that I like, but when he faces Toronto and the White Sox, here are the baseball gods giving him a chance to rebound. <laughs> uh, same situation. Well, the White I, Sox, I you know, have, do have some good hitters. I'm not, I don't want to slam them. Uh, but it's, I, I agree with you. Same situation as Estrada. He's on your roster. You're not starting him this week. Then he has to go. Okay. Matthew Boyd against Tampa Bay and Kansas City. I think that's a lock. Andrew Triggs yes. against Seattle and Baltimore. I'd say no. Kyle Gibson, who we talked about, Toronto and the White Sox. Yes. Uh, you got to like that. Alex Cobb, I don't care who he faces. No. Forget it. Yoli Chassin, forget it. 
Chad Kuehl, rebound in his last start, but he's got Washington and Milwaukee here. I'd probably say no. I'm leaning no as well, although once again, I don't hate it, but I'm certainly leaning no. Matt Koch is interesting. He's had two good starts. But this is the thing about a a two-turn pitcher here and the negative side of it. He faces the Dodgers and the Astros. You want to leave him in? He could blow your E-ratios up with two bad starts. I don't think he's proven enough yet where I can do it. No, I can't. It's against the Dodgers, it's against Houston. He's going up against Kershaw and Verlander. There's just nothing there. You know, I know Kershaw really hasn't been Kershaw yet this year. Verlander has certainly been Verlander. So W is going to be tough here. You mentioned the ratio probably gets blown up. I mean, I'm interested, but and I hate not to start about a guy in a two-start week he's on my roster. He's one of the few guys where I still might keep on my roster, uh, even though I'm not starting him. But I'm not putting him in this week, not unless I, you know, there's just no, nothing else there. Here's another guy that Brandon Williams likes on the Fantasy Baseball Weekly Plan on RotoExperts.com. He says, if Jordan Zimmerman's ever going to rebound, it's going to be this week against Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Well, I can't disagree with what he wrote there. I'm still not starting him. But uh, what he said is right. He's not going to get it's two been awful ever since he left Washington. Yeah. I think there was an injury there maybe. Because he, he, he His first year he wasn't bad. It wasn't, wasn't Jordan Zimmerman, though. It's a, it's a shame. Listen, good for him. He got paid. I guess so. Jason Hamill against Boston and Detroit. I'll avoid him just because no. of the Boston start. James Shields, I don't care who he faces. Same with Brandon Finnegan. Kyle Freeland at Chicago and at the Mets. Uh, Lester and Mats, I mean, not the worst things. Chicago's not the hit his ballpark. Everybody thinks it is. It depends on where the wind's going. Once again, he's on your roster. Why aren't you starting him this week? But I, I'm going right. to know, by the way. Dan Straley's coming off the DL, a guy who always seems to get it done somehow. At first the Phillies and at Cincinnati, that Cincinnati start could be good. It could be, but uh, I, what I said before, I don't like starting guys first off the DL. I'm not starting. I don't like. I don't love either start here. Both are uh, big time. Well, it's, it, the Phillies starts in Miami, but that's the start I'm probably more worried about. Plays the Phillies and it's Jake Arrieta. No. Yeah, and Eric Lauer and Doug Fister are not no. not guys that you want either. No, no, no. But there are a lot of this. It's been a little bit of a weird year for me, Scott. It seems like I, I always used to have like I had two 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 start we uh, pitches each week, and I don't know there's been a lot of off days, and that's why we're not seeing a lot of two start guys. This is the first week where it looks like a normal week where I'm getting a lot of two starters on my leagues. Yeah, well, we got some superstars out there. It's it's be good for Kershaw owners because they've been disappointed so far. As well, they should be. He hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked like or Kershaw. Or is it two more all. bad starts? Oh, it's two bad starts. Then, we, then uh, there will be some lot more red flags going up. He's facing what errors. If it's a bad start against San Diego, then we have to start wondering if something's up here. All right, lots more fantasy baseball to come. Uh, we'll talk some buy low, some sell high, etc., and uh, get, continue to get you ready for the upcoming week. And uh, lots more to talk about. We got a segment left here on the uh, Roto Experts on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, lots coming today. Game seven. Uh, between the Pacers and the Cavaliers, we got NASCAR at Talladega. We got lots of fantasy baseball, so uh, make sure you get your lineups in before first pitch, and uh, we'll keep you updated throughout the week on RotoExperts.com. Follow George at George Kurtz on Twitter. He writes the closer report and five up and five down every week. 
And uh, you can check out our weekly planner right now to get everything you need. And, of course, go to DailyRoto.com and uh, check out the promo code FNTSY for 10% off. You have to get their uh, lineup alerts in your inbox. And, of course, their daily projections with those guys. They work so hard on it. But uh, we'll talk some buy-sell next here on the Roto Experts on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back here on the Roto Experts on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Scott Englund, George Kurtz. Breaking baseball news. Francisco Rodriguez has agreed to a uh, deal with the Long Ducks. Island Ducks of and uh, an independent team. And uh, according to MLB Network's John Heyman is on his way to Long Island. Yeah, they're out by me, Scott. They're only about – I go to a few Ducks games a year. It's uh, Really? Nice to, actually, it's, it's nice to go to a ballpark. And it's, it's baseball. I enjoy watching baseball. It's nice to go to a game where you just don't care. <laughs> I don't care if they win. don't care if they lose. There's no fancy to worry about. Just go for the at- just atmosphere, in- right? You have atmosphere. You bring the kids. It's just it's relaxing for me. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried about my fantasy. I'm not worried about the Yankees winning. I'm not worried about it. I'm just enjoying the game. A Sunday afternoon in the summer, it's nice. And they have, the Ducks have a, a few uh, major league, uh, ex-major leaguers there. So, yeah, I just saw that as well that uh, he signed there. So, uh Hey, good, uh, good for him. He still wants to play. I'd, uh, I kind of like that, that they'll do anything to still play. They enjoy the game. All right. Would you sell D.D. Gregorius right now? He's hitting three fifty six with 10 home runs and 30 RBIs, looking like the best Yankee shortstop ever. Some people say the second best ever, but, you know, has he really vaulted above Phil Rizzuto for you older guys? I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Begorius has a 444 ISO right now, so obviously there's some regression to come. Uh, is it time to sell on Didi Gregorius? I'm of the belief that everybody is tradable. I mean, everybody in any Mike Trout is tradable uh, if you get the right offer. Uh, if you're asking me, would I be looking to sell him? Sure, why not? I don't think he keeps this up all year long. He's not going to hit 40 home runs, you know, and bat 350 and all this. No, he's not going to do that. Uh, but the, I'm not. I'm not selling at all core. I'm not, I'm, this is what I said last week. I think there are two types of deals I generally try to make. A player who I'll take the best offer for because I think I have to get rid of him, or a player that I want my offer for because I do believe in him. I believe in Gregoria, so I want my offer. It has to be worth it for me. I'm not looking to deal him, but I'll certainly float his name out there. You know, Maybe I have an extra corner inf- or extra shortstop, corner infielder, a middle infielder, where I'm fine, but I need help starting pitching outfield. I think at this point especially, listen, I live in New York. Yeah, I play in a lot of New York League, Yankee fans. Might be able to extract a little bit more from guys, somebody who does believe. So, uh, sure, I, uh, I have no problem looking to trade Gregorius, but uh, on my terms, not on theirs. 
Can you get anything for his Drupal Cabrera the way that he's playing right now? 337 with five home runs and 15 RBIs. Maybe he's playing over his head right now, but this is always a guy that gives you 280 with 20 homers. You could try. I said uh, he's – I don't know if I'd say – he's always had a good bat. I think my the issue with uh, as far as AC has been – uh, the, more the glove, the range doesn't have much of that anymore. But he has always been able to hit a little bit, even uh, when he was at Cleveland. Uh, he had he had a good bat. I think he's a guy you won't get what you want, so I'm keeping him because I sort of believe as a middle infield, I have no problem with AC, none. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be fine for you for the whole year. I think the batting average may come down a little bit as the summer comes along here, but he's not someone that I think I'd have to get rid of. Uh, so I think you could try and trade him, but I don't think you'll find what's out there because I think people's perception of him is probably not as bright as mine. Would you sell on Miguel Cabrera? He's in three thirty-three. He's only got three home runs, but twenty-one RBIs. But we've we've seen that back issues can really pop back up and annoy a player. Yeah, I see where you're going, and I agree with you. Uh, the injuries last year, I think once again we have some uh, some bias here because people are going to remember as Miguel Cabrera, Hall of Famer. They may, may sort of forget last year was a disaster. So, yes, I think uh, it's a sell-high time on him. He's hitting so well now, looks good. Yes, you, you might eat it. Maybe he uh, that last year was an aberration. It's one bad year because of the injuries, he'll be fine now. But there's not much around this team. I think it's going to be a long summer for Detroit. I think now is a nice time to try and reap the benefit of the his hot start and move on from him. He's the kind of guy, Scott, where you know, if I'm able to trade him and get what I want, I'm okay if he has a big year. All right? I'd rather, he's the kind of guy I'd rather trade a year too, too soon than too late. I don't want to be coming June and go, you know what, why didn't I take that offer? I was getting a good player back. I could have used him, you know, so I'm willing to trade Miguel Cabrera, yes. Yosemite Gordell's hitting 323 right now, 305, sorry, four home runs and 19 RBIs. Somebody offered uh, in Tower Wars Yosemite Gordell and Justin Bourdain me for D Gordon. I, was, I had a good chuckle for that one. But uh, it's hard to find a really good catcher who can put up those kind of numbers. Uh, we've known Grandal has always had the power, but he's got a career 242 average. So they, you know that's something you have to consider. You know the average is coming down. You know regression is, is going to hit. He's got a 350 bad bit right now. Uh, so do you want to see what you can get for Grandal, or you just hold on to him because you realize that you'll still get the pop and it's still hard to come by in two catcher leagues? It's another AC for me. You could try and trade Grandal. Well, I don't think you're getting anything big for him. Uh, he's he's hot, playing well, so it's a good time to try and move him. Maybe you can try and find find somebody. Uh, once again, my bias against catchers could be playing in here as well. Because I'm not giving anything for any catcher, as I think they all get beat up and they're an injury waiting to happen. Uh, the only way I would trade for Grandal is if it's catcher for catcher, where I'm not, not as worried about that. I like the player. I understand he's hot. No problem trying to deal him, but I don't think you're going to be able to get anything you're truly going to like for him. If he gets catch of a catcher, what would you trade your Jasmine Grandal for? Like, what's it? Catcher, catcher. I mean, it, it depends. Uh, Ramudo, maybe. I, I like Wellington Castillo a lot. Yeah, he's and someone. He hasn't performed. I mean, he's not performed up the right. so far. He's a so buy maybe low. That's something you can do. I love Wellington. He's pitching. Uh, pitching. He's uh, catching in Chicago. Uh, the White Sox. You know, that's a good ballpark to hit it, especially when the weather heats up. That ball's going to fly out of there. I think he's 20 home runs waiting to happen with an average that won't hurt you. I love Wellington Castillo. Now, the negativity has subsided a little bit, but still, is there a window to buy on Giancarlo Stanton? He's hitting 236 with five home runs and 15 RBIs. Oh, you watch the end games. He's still not playing well. 
Uh, he's still not. I mean, Clay hit a couple of balls. I think uh, one in each of the past two games that maybe in a different ballpark would have gotten it out, but the uh, the cool air in uh, Anaheim's uh, knocked it down. But he still doesn't look right. You know what I mean, so yes, I think there is an opportunity to buy, and I would do it if someone wants to uh, is had enough. And he's willing to go 75 cents on a dollar, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Might do 80, 85 cents on a dollar. Uh, I might even pay full price if it's something you know that I can afford to lose here. He'll get better. He will. Uh, it's been a little it's been a tough ride here outside of a couple of games, striking out too much, not just not driving the way he's Scott, if do you watch Jan? He just has a weird swing where it's very if he it's like I don't know, it's not it's just not fluid, it's very straight line. Boom. Yeah. He hits it great. He doesn't, he's gonna miss a lot. It's 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 a weird kind of swing. Uh, that he has that, that I, you don't see from most major leaguers, where it's just I think he has a tough time making adjustments. Uh, so I don't I think, but I think eventually he'll fix that. But to answer your question, yes, I'll buy on Giancarlo, but I don't think 50 home runs is coming. You know, I think once again, first year American League, this is an adjustment period for him. What about Michael Taylor? Starting to heat up a little bit. He's up to 220. He was in the 100s about a week and a half ago or a week ago. Two home runs, eight RBIs, nine stolen bases. Player I like because of what the last number you said, the nine stolen bases. I generally need that in most of my leagues. Uh, you mentioned he's playing better now, which is what we need to see here. It also doesn't hurt that uh, – <coughs> uh, well, it does hurt, but the, the offense around him hasn't been very good. They bounce him around on the lineup a little bit. Which I, I don't always like to see, but the good—I uh, I say good news for Taylor. Obviously, bad news for Robles is that with his injury, you're not worried about him coming up and taking that job. You know, could Washington make a trade at the deadline for an outfielder? Sure, which theoretically would be his job. But uh, I don't see that happening. I think they'll more worry about uh, other positions here. So yes, I'm a believer in Taylor. If someone wants to sell him, I'll buy. Don't want to—we uh, never want to pay full price. But uh, I don't mind paying a decent price because I'm going to need the bags. Yeah, I think he's probably going to hit about 245, though, so you've got to be willing to take that hit. Correct. Justin Upton uh, is very streaky, started off well, and has cooled off 229 with four home runs and 13 RBIs. Might be a good time to buy on him. Agreed. I'll buy Justin Upton. He'll be fine. I'm not worried about Justin. I think he'll, he'll bounce out of it. He is a streaky guy. A lot Comes of home run bitches, hitters are. Yeah. Right, so uh, I'm buying on Justin. Yeah, I would have to agree with that as well. Uh also, hey, by the way, well, before uh, you get to the next guy, yeah. by the way, so we talked talk about the Angels. It looks like Otani is not going to pitch on Tuesday. You know, so people want to want to make that adjustment to the, the lineups ankle. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, so I think the blister as well. Maybe that plays a part. They're going to back him up a little bit. It's not written in stone yet, but it looks like they're going to move him off the Tuesday start. What about Brett Gardner hitting two seventy one with one home run and two steals? Two seventeen. Yeah, I'm bef- sorry. Yeah. yeah, we've seen this before. Forget the steal. He doesn't. He's not going to run. He, has, he hasn't run when he should have run, and now it's Stanton, Gregorius. I can't believe i got to put Gregorius in this. Sanchez and Judge, he's not going to run. They, the Yankees don't want to give up those outs. So if he's not going to hit for average either, what are you hoping for here? I mean, runs? Sure, he'll score a bunch of them. Good batting average? <laughs> and that, right now you're not getting either one of those. I think he's very lucky that, you know, Clint Frazier got hurt, so he can't push him for playing time against lefties. You know, the Yankees are the Yankees are only keeping a two-man bench right now, which is psychotic. But they only have two guys on the bench. Uh, and the guys who are coming back from injury, Drury, he's not going to take Gardner's spot. But I think the Yankees are eventually going to have to move off of Gardner if he doesn't turn it around because he just doesn't offer you anything right now. Good defender, 
So what I mean is he doesn't, he's not offering you anything offensively right now. And that's an issue for the Yankees. And Cashman has tried to move uh, Carter for, what, each of the two last two or three offseasons without any luck here. So and he's not, I don't see that changing now. So the Yankees might have a tough roster decision with Gardner. Fantasy owners, I don't think, have that tough a decision. You want to keep him on your bench? That's fine. You know, keep it as, as an extra outfielder. But I would hope you could find somebody better to start right now. What about Ian Desmond? He's hitting only 183 with uh, with four homers and three stolen bases. But you figure he's got to turn it around in that ballpark. I would agree. But, well, my worry there is, man, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. A lot of guys playing those, all those same positions. They have a lot of outfielders, a lot of first basemen. What happens when Cargo comes back? That even I assume uh, that David Dahl or McMahon gets sent down. You know, but you just don't know if he's not hitting. Sooner or later, the, the players who are hitting have to play. You know, and that that's always going to be a worry with me with Desmond. Along with a few other of these guys, they keep playing Gerardo Parra, who probably shouldn't play. So uh, if I'm a Desmond owner and I am in one league, I'm a little worried here. But I agree with your thinking. He has to turn it around in that ballpark eventually. Yeah, and great time to buy on Edwin Encarnacion. He's hitting 174, but he does have six home runs and 10 RBIs. And when that guy gets on a binge, he's certainly somebody uh, that you want to have. I think I think it's a good time to sell on him. Do you sell on Sean Manaya right now? Uh, no hitting the Red the, the Red Sox right now. 0.62 ERA. Uh, 0.62, 0.62 whip, 1.03 ERA, and uh, he's 4-2. and two. He seems to have thrown the Red Sox into a funk, right? The, no hit, the Red Sox were beating the crap out of everybody. He no-hits them, and the Red Sox uh, can't win a game since. Uh, I don't want to overrate one game. Or he had another good start, so two games. Well, he had I'm a terrific start against the Astros. Yeah, I'm looking to move him. I think there's, he's a, to be a definition of a sell-high. You know, I don't think he keeps this up all year long. I don't think he's all of a sudden figured it out. I think he's a solid pitcher, so I'm not. I'm not looking to dump him, but I'm looking. I'm, his name is out there. I think it's uh, you know, no hitter. The two good starts against. I think there's a lot you can play up here. No hit the Red Sox. Pitch great against the Astros. The two best hitting teams in the American League. You know, how could you not want this? I think you could work that. You know, you may not be able to work it for another pitcher because they're going to say, "Well, why do you want this pitcher over him? Why should I do that?" But maybe for some kind of hitter that you need. You know, I think uh, I don't think uh, this is uh, I don't have, own Manaya in any league, but yes, I'd want to work out a trade here. I want to see what I can get for him. See what the market is for Manaya. Yeah, look at some of these stats. Only seven point six three K per nine, uh, a one forty eight BABIP, a ninety eight point two percent left on base percentage, and a three fifty seven xFIP. So that plays trade, exactly trade, into what you're trade, talking about. Trade, trade. Pat, Patrick Corbin right now. Uh, he's 4 0 with a 2.24 VRA and a 0.75 whip. I wonder if his arms are full at some point this season, <laughs> but I, I like Corbin. Uh, once again, I'd want to acquire him if I could. I think this could be a season. I mentioned the Yankees are trying to acquire him. I don't, the Yankees want him during the offseason, couldn't work out a deal. Uh, maybe they'll try again, but the Yankees, I know, have a lot of interest in him. Uh, he's, he, listen, he's, he looks as good as he ever has. He's, he's overcome the injuries here. He's healthy. I'd want yeah. to buy. I, I'd want to buy. You want to buy on him. Okay. The uh, the XFIP is only two zero zero. So yeah, maybe we're getting something what we're seeing here with uh, with him as well. Uh, sell on Wick Purcello, 4-0 with a 193 ERA and a 0.83 whip. I... <laughs> 
I got him such a. I think I told the story. Uh, I, I played. I'm playing in a Boston league. I was asked, and no one would take Porcello in the draft. It was. I was laughing because no. because all the Boston Red Sox were going extremely early. It was a joke. You know, you could tell once again it was a home league. Guys were going bananas here, but no one wanted Porcello. He was around like the 18th round. Finally, I got him, and I'm not trading him, Scott. I mean, once again, I shouldn't say I'm not. The offer would. The offer would have to knock me over. I believe in Porcello. Uh, that maybe the, you know last year. Just didn't go well. He looks good. I've seen his start. I keep watching his starts because I'm looking. For, all right, he's getting lucky. You know, yeah, he's not. No, he looks good. The ball's moving. He's getting it in out of the strike zone. But I like the movement on his pitches right now. We know the chance for W's are greater because it's Boston. Right? And that offense is going to hit. Uh, I like him a lot right now. So I am not looking to sell him. Even though you, you can make a very good argument. He's a sell high. I get it. You know, and and, and Justin Verlin, yeah, you should have won that Cy Young that year. But he did. But... I'm I'm a believer in Porcello. I may end up eating this, but I'm a believer in Porcello. I'm gonna hold on to him. Fly ball rate is uh, is definitely down. The BABIP is a little bit down. Some regression coming though. Blake Snell is he fired? He figured it out. He's four and one with a two fifty two ERA and a zero point nine five WHIP and forty one strikeouts in thirty five innings pitch. Do you just continue to ride with him? Well, once again, top prospect at one point, you know, for Tampa Bay. Dominated, dominated the Red Sox on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm unbeliever here. He is a guy I would sell though if I can get if someone wants to really believes and wants to buy what I consider an overpay or even an even pay. Mainly because I think W's could still be tough to come by, but I believe in the talent. I think he has, and I think he has figured it out or has turned the corner, whatever phrase you want to use. So I I do believe in Snell. So I'm not looking to dump him, but if I can get a deal that I like, I would move on. All right. Lots more uh, fantasy baseball to talk throughout the week here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on rotoexperts.com. By the way, are you, are you believing in the turnaround of Tyson Ross here? 364 uh, ERA, 118 whip is just a matter of him being healthy. I think obviously healthy helps. He does have some talent. I wouldn't have put him in other, the names of, uh, in with these names of the other guys we talked about, Porcello, Snell. I'd much rather have those guys over Ross. But he's a guy I'm keeping an eye on. Don't own him in any leagues. I think he's out there. I am planning to put a bid on him. Thank you for bringing that up tonight. So I will bid on him and hope there. But I don't know if I feel overly confident that he'll keep this up for more than another month, six weeks. Uh, what Real quickly, would you buy on Zach Greinke with a 480 ERA? No, no. I think I said it earlier. I'm, I'm, I was trying to shy away from him in, in drafts. He's done nothing this season that makes me think that I made the wrong call there. All right. Not too many wrong calls from uh, from George Kurtz, even when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. He's he's realistic. All right. Thanks a lot, George. It's been fun at all as always. Uh, tune in every Sunday from nine to noon, and we're glad that you listen to us on demand. He's at George Kurtz on Twitter. I'm at Scotty RotoX. You can also check us out on RotoExperts.com throughout the week and uh, make sure you go there for the latest fantasy baseball prep and NFL draft reactions and check out dailyroto.com enter code FNTSY for 10% off